Welcome to Portfolio Pulse, the money podcast for medical professionals and entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Stephen Husky, owner of Husky Financial Consulting and Wealth Management. Our goal is to help leaders accumulate wealth and empower them to build the life they deserve. Each week, we interview a purpose-driven leader or medical professional that is building a thriving business with community impact. We ask tough questions, learn the habits they practice to build successful careers, and discover a secret they can pass on to help others build their businesses. It's time to talk money, meaning, and maximum impact. Hello and welcome to Portfolio Pulse, the go-to podcast for medical professionals and entrepreneurs hoping to learn more about achieving financial wellness, accumulating wealth, and building the life they deserve. In every episode, we either interview a purpose-driven leader or medical professional that's not only building a business, but giving back to the community as well, or we present a subject in finance that's relevant today. We're not just here to talk money, we're also talking about meaning and maximum impact. Today's guest that we have with us is Anna Lee Kruger of CareRight Incorporated. Just a little background on CareRight and what it does. It's offered virtual geriatric consulting services to families across the U.S. since 2012. Many families find themselves living many states apart and wondering how best to manage the needs of their aging loved ones. Developing an aging plan, where we live, who will provide the care and how will the care be paid for is essentially in preserving the emotional, physical and financial health of the family, as well as family spousal relationships. Planning saves time, money and stress. You know, I'm all about planning, Annalie. I'm glad that you're here with us today. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So down to business here, what can you tell us about yourself, your background and care right? Yep. So I used to be 30, 30 years ago, healthcare was different. And so when I first started in healthcare, I always have worked in CCRCs, continuing care retirement communities. Back then, uh, one person did the role of many. And so one of my roles, one of my jobs was to do the uh, facility tour. So families would come in, usually the adult kids would come in because mom's in the hospital. She broke her hip. She's the caregiver to dad with dementia. But mom fell, she broke her hip, hospital says, here's a list of facilities, go find one by noon tomorrow because we're discharging. And so the tour would take about an hour, but I was spending literally two, three, and sometimes four hours at a time with each family because they had so many questions. The family dynamics were not great. Families never talked about the what ifs of aging. The adult kids weren't able to answer questions like, does your loved one have a living will, a power of attorney, long-term care insurance? Like, what do they have for planning? And the kids were always like, I have no idea. We never talk about stuff like that. And then there was this like teeny tiny percentage of families that would say, you know, Annalie, I tried to get that information from mom and dad, but they gave us so much pushback that we quit trying. Well, here we are in a crisis. So after 18 years of the same predicament that families find themselves in, I'm like, God, there's got to be a better way. And I'm like, duh, let's plan ahead. Let's start having these family meetings sooner rather than later when things are still actually going relatively well, instead of when emotions are high, time is limited, and you have to make fast decisions, like big decisions quickly. And no family ever feels confident when they have to make big decisions quickly, when they've never talked about what their parents might even want. So when I launched my business, Care Rights Incorporated, in 2011, um, but quickly went virtual in 2012 because families just don't live near each other. Right. You know, when I first started as a social worker, I could have easily went to Ethel and Marvin's house and the kids could have easily gathered around the kitchen table because they live down the block. 
block, or at least in the same county. That's just not how families are anymore. So the profile of family has changed. So with CareRight, I started my business. I put a lot of time, effort, and energy, and honestly, prayer into trying to reach these families proactively. So everything I ever did, mark podcasts, marketing, networking groups, everything, all my 30-minute consults, it's let's let's talk about things when things are still going well with your parents and try to get consumers to plan proactively and have these conversations proactively. But much to my dismay, it's just not, that's not what the market is looking for. <laughs> the market, they just, families want to, they don't want to wait. They just don't think that those things are going to happen to them. They don't think that the dementia is going to progress, or they don't think that dad's ever going to fall and hit his head on the nightstand, or they don't think that mom's ever going to have a stroke. They don't think that the primary caregiver is ever going to die. And so, um, so much to my dismay, the, the reality is 92% of my clients come to me in crisis. And I would really love to be able to reach families proactively that have the intellect of saying, you know what, we can see the writing on the wall. We should probably talk about the what ifs of aging if there's a medical condition, because at some point there will be like very few of us escape aging without having some sort of medical something happen to us and hospitalizations or hospital, long-term care need, memory care. I mean, we're, we're bound to have some sort of need like that. And these families don't understand what their care options are. Many of them think that Medicare will pay for every expense that their parent will ever have. So they have a rude awakening when I'm facilitating their family meetings. They have a pretty rude awakening of like, what do you mean Medicare is not going to pay for all of this? What do you mean nursing home care in Connecticut is $14,000 a month for one parent? What do you mean that the cost of home care has doubled since the pandemic because of the massive shortages? So, really, the aging plan is just educating families on aging, dementia progression, and what their care options are based on what they can afford. You are, you're doing so much for all these families. And it seems like in my field and just as well as yours, people don't like to think about what can go wrong. And so they don't really want to plan for those things because number one, they have to bring it up, talk about it. It's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. brings up, um, you know, scary situations People like to plan for the things that they enjoy doing, like vacations or yeah. you know, Christmas trips, things like that. So how can we better help the community plan better for this thing regarding awareness and education? Understanding that, an eight, that we can all, we all of us, whether you're the adult child listening to this podcast or you're the Ethel and the Marvin and the Mar- Ethel and Marvin have always been for my whole <laughs> presentation. It's always been <laughs> Ethel Marvin. Um, whether you're the parents or you're the adult children listening to this podcast, you can have a successful aging journey and you can have a, a successful caregiving journey if you have an aging plan, i.e., enough supports in place for what your current needs are and what you know that your future needs are. So for example, if you have parents in Tucson, Arizona, but all four of you kids live in four different states and mom has a stroke and she's the caregiver to dad with dementia, how are you going to, how are you guys going to handle that as family? Who's going to do what? Do you have positions? You know, do you have jobs where you can actually leave work for two or three weeks at a time without it impacting your marriage, without it impacting your home life, without it impacting your health, your finances? Because guess what? When you get that crisis call, airfare is not $69 on Frontier. It's like 1200 So when I work with clients, I asked my clients like the year before the pandemic hit, 
how much money were you spending out of pocket coming to the rescue every time there was an issue with mom and dad? It's $15,000 out of pocket. And that's just airfare and hotel and cars, because not everyone has a relationship with their parents that they can actually stay with them in their home. And not everybody has, not all aging people have cars, right? So it's very expensive for adult kids to have to take two or three weeks off work. And a lot of these families, uh, by the time they come to me, they've been doing this for a while and they're really, really burned out. And they're really quite resentful because they don't have a plan, you know, so they're really quite resentful. And it's very expensive for families to be able to, to do this back and forth all of the time. Many of them are doing this two times a month. It's expensive. Very expensive. And, I, you know, in, in my family's case, sometimes there's nothing wrong and the parent just wants some attention. And so they just call Wolf, you know, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what right. happens. And when you do that too many times, then when there really is something wrong, the kids are like, it's just, you know, it's not serious. And then, then that's that one time that it's like super serious. And you're like, crap, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't right. address it. <laughs> well, you know, what do you say to the folks that, you know, they've, they've got an estate plan already set up. They've got wills, trusts, powers of attorney, healthcare directives, and they think that that's all that they need. What would you say that your added value is to those people? That's a great foundation, but that doesn't help you with a day in and day out. When you're the daughter that has to take time away from your work or your business, um, because mom has three doctor's appointments this week and they all take four hours each, that all that stuff that, that you talked about is really important, but that's just a piece of the puzzle. The aging plan is crucial because it's, it's the things that my families are dealing with that do, that do impact their emotional well-being, their financial well-being, and their physical well-being. Because you can just think about, you know, when you are basically having to have a full-time job of taking care of aging parents, that's, that, that weighs on you. And that's, that's not, that's great that you have a living will in place, but that's not going to help you with a day in and day out of caregiver burnout. And my job, my, my mission, my mission is to try to reach family caregivers before they get burned out when they're like, mom just needs to go to a nursing home because I'm done. Well, the reality is the adult kids end up being mom and dad's assisted living. If the kids weren't providing the meals or setting up their medications, or even coming over on Saturdays to bathe them and clean their house and doing laundry, if the kids didn't do all of that, they would end up in a facility, right? Right. So, and you would, you would hope that the aging process would bring families together, but I'm here to tell you it often does not. So of those 92% of families that come to me in crisis, 85% of those families, I'm doing family mediation because by the time they came to me, their relationships are so disjointed, fractured, and sometimes just plain broken. And so it takes a lot of time and honestly, energy on my part and talent and skill on my part to get this really fractured, hurt family, at least thinking on the same page enough that we can put an aging plan in place with mom and dad or for mom and dad, if mom and dad are no longer capable of participating in the process. Yeah. I mean, that's something that's crucial to any family, especially if you've got aging parents. And I know a lot of the small business owners and medical professionals that listen to this podcast, all of us have parents and, Mm -hmm. you know, we've got to make sure we take care of them. We take care of ourselves and our families and our parents took care of us when we were younger. So it's time to return the favor, but doing so in in a way that is favorable for everybody. So I'm glad that you offer those services. Um, Who would you say that you work with the most in order to receive like either introductions or people who can reach out to you and say, Hey, 
how are ways that I can add these services to my existing portfolio for my patients or clients? Mm -hmm. Yep. I think that no matter what profession you're in, first of all, most of us do have aging parents. So it's just a matter of time before we get that phone call that, oh, dad had a stroke. What are we going to do? So, so think about how busy we already are. And then if you have to throw in, you know, all these doctor's appointments and hospital stays, um, <laughs> no matter what profession you're in, this is a service that I, the service that I offer, the aging planning service um, is critical for you all who are listening, but also to your teams, because if you're the business owner and your, your prime, you know, salesperson has to be gone for three weeks because her dad just had a stroke and mom's still living at home with dementia, but she can't live home by herself. What's that going to do to your bottom line? And what's that going to do to your morale when your other, when your other employees or teammates have to kind of carry the slack for this person that's always having to be gone or is totally disengaged or burned out or is thinking about quitting their job because their, their role is taking care of a family caregiver or an aging loved one and they, they just can't, they're spread too thin, right? So as an employer, we owe it to our teams that this could be another value add that keeps them on payroll and keeps them engaged and keeps them happy and retained and lets them know that they're not alone and that you care as an employer. Well, one of the top things you need to consider when you're doing retention planning for any people in your business, especially key employees, is asking them what's emotionally driving them, you know, whether it's mm -hmm. helping your kids pay for education or paying off your house or taking that huge vacation to Europe and Africa or whatever you want to do in 10 years. I mean, an option could even be like, I want to make sure my parents are okay. It's going to take a lot of time, energy, money, and physical, spiritual, and emotionality to get these things done for my parents. So for those that are looking at this from an employer to an employee standpoint, and even looking at the right age that we should be talking mm -hmm. to you about this stuff, what, what age should our parents be? And then also what can employers do to take care of these things with their employees if this is a concern? Actually, now, I don't, I don't care how old anybody is, um, because I'm telling you, life has its own agenda. <laughs> there is no magic number on, well, once your hit, parents hit 70, you, they should have an aging plan. I have people, honestly, I have people on my caseload that are younger than me, and I'm going to be 50 this month. They, I have people that are 40s because they had brain aneurysms. They have early onset dementia. They were, um, they're quadriplegic because they were in a car accident. Um, the reality, just because a lot of your listeners are, are potentially business owners, um, about 44% of my clients come to me, um, daughters and sons are the ones who reach out to me, right. Cause they're the ones that are burned out because mom and dad are doing great, but it's to right. the detriment of their kids. Yeah. So their parents are always like, Oh yeah, everything's great. Life is grand. And I'm like, yeah, but look at your kids. They're like, Oh, like you're in better shape than they are. Um, so about 44% of my adult kids come to me. They've already burned through their FMLA. Unpaid. It's a problem. So if you're an employer, so I look at like that 40 plus age group, that are likely to be adult kids who have aging parents or spouses with disabilities. I have, I have people on caseload that they had strokes at age 45 and their 40 year old wife and two little kids are trying to take care of the dad who's 45 and he's a big guy, you know, so it doesn't matter how old your team is or how old you are. Everybody has to meet, everybody needs to have these conversations and have a plan. And what are we going to do for care? Because life can throw us a curveball. Four days after my 40th birthday, I had just returned from Shenzhen in Beijing, China from, from a healthcare conference I was speaking at. 
And then I'm in little Sheboygan, Wisconsin, this little tiny quaint little town. I'm walking across the street with an 82 year old gentleman who's telling me all about his health issues. Cause I made that, I, I, I asked him how he is. And when you right. ask an elderly person, how you we'll are, get a big story, <laughs> you're going to get a long story of diagnoses. Anyway, as he's talking about his heart stints and bowels and all the other stuff that, he, that people talk about when you ask how they are, we're walking across the street in the site, in the, in the crosswalk. And all of a sudden he yells watch out. A school bus driver was distracted by the 29 kids on the bus. She didn't see me until my face broke the headlight of the school bus. I flew 15 feet. Long story short, I didn't wake up that morning, think, oh, I'm going to get hit by a school bus and have my whole life be like totally devastated. Right. I mean, my business, it was one year old. <laughs> so I had to have all this like major reconstruction surgery. I carry my living will and I carry my healthcare power of attorney and my DNR, my do not resuscitate in my purse, because I'm always afraid that something like that is going to happen. And thankfully I do carry that stuff with me. Because if I would have lost consciousness, I could have ended up with all sorts of tubes and hoses and all sorts of medical stuff that does not equate to quality of life for me. So my point is that we, not to be scared of all the things that could happen, but, you know, if something should happen, why would we put ourselves at risk and vulnerable? It's just a form of risk management. And Mm -hmm. one half of financial planning is risk management. And that's why, you know, in our services, we talk about protection first. And one of those things we do is we talk about estate planning and all the things that that entails and why it's important and what it is you're protecting and how the probate process works. And if you want to go through that or not. And I think this is an excellent added service to any financial advisor, to any medical practice, you know, anyone out there who cares for people. I think uh, CareRide is a really is a really great opportunity to, to learn more because you're saving people time, money and stress you know, what is it that you've learned about money specifically, because there's a money podcast and what about planning has worked for you specifically? Oh my gosh. So you become your environment, right? So because I have a very hard time getting consumers to plan ahead, all, almost all of my work is crisis management and crisis planning. And then we can circle back and do like longer term planning, like what kind of care do you need in the future? So, so my biggest thing, and plus it helped to get hit by a school bus <laughs> was like that, that kind of knocks you back in center. Right. So you're like, huh, <laughs> is to always make sure that you have a year's worth of savings. <laughs> I love what you you're saying. A, <laughs> in case you get hit by a school bus. Right. Um, but also because my client is the whole family. So it's not just mom and dad, it's the whole family. And so the value is that we're opening up, up the doors of conversation about the what ifs of aging. Um, and so because most families think that Medicare or some other source is going to pay for all this care, you really need to be getting at my age or earlier ish around that age, you need to make sure as adult kids that you have your own affairs in order. Like for when I was 42 years old or 43 years old, I got my, my life insurance policy hybrid. So I can use that as long-term care. Like it's, you, you have to do this stuff now because if something happens to you or you get cancer, I've got like six of my high school classmates who are 50 who have MS or they have cancer already. And, you know, so it doesn't matter how old you are. You, you need to start getting this stuff in place. And just because you have stuff in place doesn't mean it's going to trigger the event. Right. And that's one of the reasons I think of a lot of families don't 
talk about the what ifs of aging is because number one, it's uncomfortable. Number two, nobody wants to talk about, you know, when dementia progresses or, you know, when the MS progresses, people don't want to talk about those things because they think it might jinx it. Well, no, those things are progressive. They're going to happen. So you might as well be prepared for that and know what care options you have. One of the cool things that we do, we're not a placement company. We're not one of those companies that do the commission-based um, transaction with, with finding placement. We are fee-for-service. So our services cost money because it's white glove approach, right? It's individualized, no cookie cutter approach because families are not, there's no algorithm for families, right? <laughs> there's a software program for, for families. And so, um, you know, we sometimes people are like, well, you sound like you're a placement company. We are not because placement companies, they just they just send the clients to wherever they get the kickback from. Right. There's no planning. There's no family meeting. There's no making sure that it's the right fit. Um, there's no any of that. So while we do help families, we do the market research on behalf of the families of the facilities that they want us to explore in the areas that they want us to explore. So we do about 30 family matrices a week where we're getting the state survey results, we're looking at staffing ratios, and then we educate the families so that they can then make informed decisions. So we provide a six page checklist on how to tour these care communities with confidence. We provide a six page checklist on how to be a bold advocate because care isn't what it used to be. So you have to, you have to advocate for your loved one for them to get the best care possible and work on the care team. Um, and we also teach our families what are the differences in levels of care because in my experience most families even when they come from the medical field they don't always understand what's the difference between independent living assisted living memory care skilled nursing skilled rehab palliative care hospice adult day programming home care so we that's why we take five to eight family meetings to help families understand and educate them about that so if this sounds of interest to you personally or to your employees, because you're afraid that with us being in the silver tsunami, that you're going to lose good employees and seasoned employees, this might be a service for you to consider. Absolutely. And with the five minutes we have left, I'll ask you about three more questions. You mentioned the silver tsunami. So can you tell us what the silver tsunami is and how children can assist their parents with this plan? Yeah. Yep. So the silver tsunami, if you're in, if you're in healthcare, you'll know what that is. We've got all these baby boomers that are aging and just because they're aging doesn't mean that they're aging well and they're living a long time, right? That's one of the reasons why the long-term care industry kind of got in a jam because everybody was supposed to kind of be dead by now and they're not. So right. they're using their long-term care insurance policies and they're like, holy smokes, how are we going to fund this? <laughs> and so the silver tsunami is all these, these baby boomers that are aging and they're needing care and and some of them are needing care younger, but they're needing care for longer because we're living a longer, a longer period of time. So all of you have a vested interest that are listening to this podcast or having the blessing of watching it. <laughs> um, lucky for you, I'm having a decent hair day today if you're watching it. <laughs> <laughs> so all of us have a vested interest in making sure that we have an aging plan for our parents and saying, look, you know, because you might be listening to this and be like, well, that sounds great, Annalie, but how do we get our parents on board with this? It's not, it's not as easy as what I'm saying, but tools that you could think about using is mom and dad, we are in unchar uncharted territory. We don't know what we don't know, but we know that things are changing for our family. Anna Lee with CareRight can help us sort out what our care options are and what some solutions would be for our particular family. 
You can also go the route of mom and dad, I love you, but we don't know what we're doing. And we want you to have the best quality of life and be the happiest you can be possible. But we don't know how to do that on our own. We need to bring in a professional to help us. You can also leverage if, the, if you know that your parents have an attorney or a CPA or a financial planner or long-term care insurance that tells you that they already have the intellect of seeing the value of putting a plan together of some sort and working with a professional to do that. So you can leverage that. And lastly, you can also say, mom and dad, is it important for you to have the best quality of life and the best quality of care possible? I mean, who's going to say no to that, right? <laughs> if they do say no, then you need to follow up with an appointment of some sort, <laughs> like a doctor's <laughs> appointment of some sort, because who's going to say no to that? And then that's when you say, you know what? I'm a caregiver for you, or I'm worried about if something happens to you, I'm not in a position where I can just drop what I'm doing all of the time to help get you what you need for help or services or to doctor's appointments. We need to sort this stuff out now. You can also leverage the pandemic. You know, there's a massive shortage of healthcare workers. We need to figure out what we're going to do now so that we actually have the best option for the best quality of care. Great points listed here. That's awesome that, they, that you gave them some talking points really to like position with our parents because it's uncomfortable to talk about those things and it's private yeah. and it can even be considered taboo for those people of those age. We're a little bit more, you know, freely talking about things around our ages, but um, tell us about your book. What's the subject matter and from, and from it, what yeah. can you learn? So I've literally, because I'm old, so I've been at this for a long time. I've had a 30-year career of helping families. That's why I look like this, right? <laughs> so I've literally had thousands of families in my career go, Anna Lee, we just wish we knew. I wish we, I wish we had an owner's manual or like an operator manual for what to do with mom and dad. And I work with a lot of engineers. So that's kind of the words they use. <laughs> They're like, a manual. <laughs> so I, yeah, a manual. So I wrote one. And so it's called the invisible patient, the emotional, financial, and physical tool on family caregivers, because the reality is that it gets really overwhelming really quickly. Like I have two aging parents and they both had medical crises within two weeks of each other. And it was, I had to literally step away from my business for three months. I'm in a position that I could do that, but not everybody is. So some of this, a little bit of this is about my caregiver journey, because I'm no different than anyone else. I have aging parents. The difference is that we had an aging plan. So we knew that, okay, this happened. We need to activate the plan, this part of the plan, and this part of the plan, and this is how we're going to pay for the care. The bench is because it's lonely. When you don't have an aging plan and you don't have enough supports in place to take care of mom and dad, you will quickly find your life as you knew it is, is different and it's, it's over until you find enough, until we get enough supports in place. Otherwise it's a lonely bench because you feel totally by yourself and you feel like you can't talk about stuff because no one really understands it. We also started a nonprofit, the Care Crusade. Um, for the next two minutes, do you mind just sharing with us what that is? I did. So the Care Crusade is in honor of my mother who the medical crisis that she had was that she fell here at my house in Southwest Florida. She, she fell at my house and she broke her shoulder. And that if you work with dementia patients, you know that any trauma like that can progress them to the next stage, which is what it did for her. And so long story short, we ended up needing to move her into memory care. Um, two weeks after she had her fall, my dad had a stroke and I was there because it was the night, it was the night we were admitting my mom into skilled rehab. And I looked over at my dad and giving him this list of stuff we needed to pick up at Target for mom. And he wasn't responding. And sure enough, he's, he's having a stroke. And so 
um, talk about life as you knew it changing. So long story short, between the two of them, they had like 30 doctor's appointments and they're all time sensitive, right? When you have a stroke and a fall and all this other stuff, all these appointments are time sensitive. That's why I had to step away from my business for three months. So they had all these doctor's appointments. Then of course, COVID hit in the middle of all of that. Um, and long story short, the care that my mom was receiving um, was not not good at all. And you have to be there all the time. And we were there as much as we could be with COVID through the window. But they ended up serving her the wrong meal, um, the wrong diet, and she choked to death last June. So I started the Care Crusade to honor her. And um, the point of the Care Crusade, it's, it's intended for all consumers and all healthcare workers who are frustrated working within a broken healthcare system. Um, because every patient, young and old, ought to feel confident that the people taking care of them are properly trained, properly managed, and properly supervised and held accountable for the care delivery that they offer. So the Care Crusade um, is really gonna launch um, this summer. Um, I'm getting my board of directors and everything all set up now. But if the Care Crusade is interest to you and you're in healthcare and you're frustrated working within a broken system, you'll probably have interest in the Care Crusade and learning more about that too. Absolutely. Well, we'll put some links to that in the liner notes for anybody who's interested, as well as along with your book. Where are the places where people can find you? Yep. So you can go, probably the best place is my website. It's www.carerightinc.com. That's C-A-R-E-R-I-G-H-T-I-N-C. Or you can actually call me on my cell phone. Um, I'm about as approachable as you could get. <laughs> so my cell phone is 239-770-6322. And you can call me and leave me a message or you can send me a text and just let me know who you are um, and that you heard me on the podcast and I can get you on my calendar. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for sharing everything that you do for others and it was an excellent experience to have you here on the podcast. Thank you so much, Stephen. I appreciated being on your podcast. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today on Portfolio Pulse. If you found this helpful and think others deserve to hear about us as well, please like, subscribe, and share us across any platform on social media or your podcast platform of choice. That's it for today. Remember to be happy, stay healthy, and tune in next time to remain financially fit. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by PASS, Guardian, or Husky Financial Group, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. OSJ 6115, Park South Drive, Suite 200, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28210, 704-552-8507, 2022-137-118, expires 424.